what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focusing on home technology, helping provide you and our fellow brothers and sisters in tech with some assistance and discussion along the way. The Federal Aviation Authority has expected that there's going to be 4.3 million hobbyist drones sold in the past year, 2020. It's obviously something where drone flying is becoming more and more where we see the drones out. Uh, There's something that a lot of people are getting into both from a hobby standpoint and a profession standpoint. But what really is the state of drone flying right now in drones, the technology being used? What are some things we need to know about drones? That's what we're going to be talking about here today on Brothers in Tech. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech. This is our ongoing tech discussion show here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. Uh, Alan Jackson and my brother Brian Jackson here, the two original brothers in tech. How are you doing, Brian? I'm good, Alan. I am doing good. I'm uh, I'm pretty excited about this episode, uh, one yep. in which I have absolutely no knowledge whatsoever, and uh Hoping to be so educated. He, so a typical episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Nope. I, uh, I'm actually taking Alan's perspective today, which is, uh, you know, knowing nothing and getting educated <laughs> as we go along. So I'm pretty, uh, pretty excited. Yeah. And yeah, Alan, well, you, you obviously know a lot about this topic. Oh, no. Well, surprise. Uh, no, you don't know really. No, I don't. <laughs> actually, I know very, very little. Um, we are going to be talking about drones, as I mentioned in the kind yeah. of lead-in statement. We do have a special guest with us joining us again. Introduce him in just a moment. Uh, but just as a reminder for everybody, Brian Jackson, my brother on the other side of the country, as we are recording these shows on a regular basis, we both are uh, deep into the technology world, both from a professional and a personal level. Brian himself is a professor of kinesiology at Pacific University and a project director with Synaptic and uh, just a, a tech lover. It has He and I have been our entire lives. I am a, a media producer, a podcast, video uh, producer for a variety of clients and productions and with a company called Jackson Creative. So, But we have a special guest with us who is going to really educate us about the topic. We are talking about drones, flying drones, automated drones that people uh, are using for both uh, videography, photography, they're using for other purposes as well. We're going to get into all of that, talk about the state of drones today. And that's uh, very convenient for us because our special guest is Chad Austin again, joining us for a second week in a row. Uh, how are you doing, Chad? I'm doing well. How are you doing? Yeah, we're doing great. Chad welcome back, Chad. A, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Welcome back. He, he, he made the cut. He uh, was invited back for a second episode. And it so. took about five yeah. minutes to make that decision. Well, <laughs> we had to make a few other calls, and yet those other people were still not available. So, yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're, yeah, you're, you're still you're back. back. In. You're back. Um, Chad is an entrepreneur. He has his own multimedia company. He plays with toys for a living, <laughs> musician, videographer. Uh, he's got his own record uh, company, uh, uh, production company. But most importantly, what he's here for today is he is a licensed UAV pilot. Uh, which means he flies drones and for a profession. He actually does that for a lot of client work. I can say firsthand, I have uh, 
been involved with some of the productions I've seen Chad do with his drone and it's uh, pretty great stuff. So Chad, we're anxious to talk with you about drones. What are drones doing these days? Uh, what are some things kind of happening in the world of drones that would be good for us and our listeners to know about? So, Well, one thing I know is them things are up in the air. <laughs> okay, good. That's we got that good out of the start. way. That's good. good. good but you know what? I'm gonna I, and we're done. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in today. All right. Um, but you know what? That brings up a, uh, an actual nice segue. Yeah. Uh, one of the things that really wasn't as concerning for me when I first started was about the safety, and it's not because I wanted to fly in an unsafe manner. It was because. Mm-hmm. All I wanted to do, you know, being a photographer, being a videographer, is I wanted to get this unique perspective that you could not get in any other way. Cinematography mm-hmm. that is available to us using drones is just phenomenal, just amazing things mm-hmm. that you can do. And uh, so much to the fact that I get giddy over it. But mm-hmm. as time went on, it became very, very apparent, very apparent that people. Sorry, my microphone was acting funny there. It became very apparent that there were a lot of people who were flying that is not in such a safe uh, uh safe manner. And, hmm. and I want to g- give you an illustration because right now there's a drone called the Mavic. Uh, there's, there's several different versions of the Mavic. There's a Mavic mini Mavic pro mm-hmm. um, and so on and so on. They're about the size of a cell phone. So think of your iPhone. That's about, wow. it's about that size. And um, the little wings are actually they're They're collapsible. So when it, when it starts flying, the wings fly out by a centrifugal force and then it, it can take off that way. It's really a neat little unit and it can take some amazing pictures. The problem is, is there's people flying in areas close to airplanes. Uh, I know that in our area, there is a guy who has built a kit plane who flies in my space, which is up to 400 feet. He flies at around mm-hmm. 200 feet and he has the perfect right to do so. And as a, as a drone pilot, I have to give way to, to manned aircraft no matter what. Problem mm-hmm. is, is that um, if I had, a, let's say I just didn't see the guy and I had my, mm-hmm. uh, my little Mavic up in the air. And again, now think about how heavy your cell phone is. These planes are traveling at 120 miles an hour on average. And Mm -hmm. think about throwing a smartphone at 120 miles an hour into the cockpit of an airplane. Mm -hmm. You're going to take the plane out. And that realization is really, really, really scary. Mm. And it's been... So... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, that's it. No, I was just... (laughs) (laughs) No, no, me, 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 me. No, no, no. (laughs) So... Help me understand what are the levels like, you know, you, you mentioned about the airspace. Uh, is that what separates in your mind kind of a, uh, like a hobbyist drone versus a professional licensed drone? Help us understand the distinction there. I've always been kind of curious. About that. Okay. And I may speak erroneously about some of this because I really don't pay attention to the hobbyist stuff as much because I'm a commercial pilot. Sure. But right. um, if you make, if you make money, you're no longer a mm-hmm. hobbyist. If you fly for okay. a friend, and they can figure out a way to spin it to where you're actually getting a benefit from it. Like uh, one of the, I've talked, I have spoken with the FAA several t- FAA, excuse me, several times, and they were laughing that some people were try try to keep from having to get their their license. Uh, and they say, well, I just flew for a friend. I just took a picture. Uh, I wanted a really pretty picture on my Facebook page. I'm a photographer, so I bought a drone just to play around with it. I went up, I took a picture of this area where I live, and uh, I put my. I put that picture up as my cover photo on my Facebook page and said, Hey, this is, you know, John Doe's photography. Well, you're using it for marketing. And at that point you're using mm-hmm. it commercially. So mm. you have, you have, uh, you, 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 well, 
you've broken the law. That's the yeah. way they're, they're going to look at it. And, yeah. and, and, and go a little further with that, Chad. So you've broken a law because someone who is a commercial, who flies a drone commercially needs to have a license. Correct? That is correct. If you're making money okay. in any way, shape or form, even if it's a secondhand, <clears throat> excuse me, secondhand residual, you're still making money from it. And okay. to answer your question, Alan, about the spaces for drones, uh, you're not supposed to fly above 400 foot. Mine has a has right. a governor built into the software where it won't go above 400 foot. So even if I mm-hmm. apply to the FAA for a waiver to be able to fly above 400 foot, maybe to do a cell phone tower uh, inspection or something like that, uh, the WHKY radio tower that's near where you and I are at, Alan, yeah, that's mm-hmm. 440 feet. I would have to get permission to be able to fly to the top of that. Um, but, Interesting. Yeah, but I don't even know if I can I can take off the governor without getting out of GPS mode, which because of a ruling this year with the FAA. Uh, they're getting, they're giving license plates to all drones and they have to be compliant within two years. Yep. It's kind of like a transponder on, on jets. And I'm, I am on board with this 150%. And and the purpose of that would be what? So what would they use that for? Well, if, if something went wrong, then they would have a chance to, to kind of hold you accountable. That's one of the things. Absolutely. Uh, and, and they need to have it because of these idiots that fly near airports all the time. And that's yeah. something else. Mine, well, my drone, my drone is a commercial drone. It's, it's, it's not, they're, they don't make a whole lot of them, but if you can, if you can find one, it's called the Inspire. Um, it's, this is a fantastic drone. It can, you can hold a different camera lens on it each time. So it's a, it's a really neat setup. It's a very professional setup. Um, but I can't take off near the airport. There's a like a, a half a mile circle all around the airport. And as soon as I turn it on and do all the calibrations, it says, oh, wait a minute, you're near an airport. You can't take off. Mm-hmm. Now, mm-hmm. I can get clearance. There's a secondary place where I'm not supposed to fly to, but I can get clearance for that very easily. But you still have to be really careful because th- these these planes come in. Sound doesn't travel the same way. So you can be flying mm-hmm. and the plane can be up on top of you and you don't even know it until like seconds before and the drone flies fast. I mean, it's, it's got a speed of around 40 miles an hour. Uh, I can wow. take it down pretty fast. I can descend probably out of its way. But uh, I had a helicopter come up on me one time in my airspace, and I barely got out of the way in time. Mm-hmm. And had he been able to see that I was around, he might have slowed down a little bit. Hmm. Interesting. So, Alan, Alan, can I yeah. can I jump in? Because I, 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 I might want to take this back even at a more – foundational level here. Chad, tell me, tell me, so if, what constitutes a drone? A drone is anything that is unmanned. So like if I, you know, when, uh, when we were growing up, my, our grandfather, uh, uh, next to, next to them, they had, uh, several people that would do the remote control planes. Yes. Are those considered drones? No. Okay. So what, what, what makes a drone a drone? Oh, that's a really good question. I, w- I would imagine. Is it a camera? No, because there's a, there's okay. plenty of drones that don't have cameras on them. Okay. Uh, some of them have, a, um, well, I guess that'd be a thermal camera, but yeah. some of them have uh, other measuring devices that are not visual. Okay. Uh, they, is it, is it, a, is it the, uh, the hovering ability? Is that what makes it a drone? Because it, it feels like it feels like you know if I if I said well I had a remote control helicopter when I was a kid that could go all over and it could hover, it seems like that was doing the same thing. The only difference was it was kind of a handhold controller as opposed to the phone, and I, there was no camera. So, 
what what would you consider making it a drone right because i know now i mean kids get drones the tiny you know fifty dollar drone that they can float around their house that's that's such a great great question i almost want to google it just to see what i might find but i'll tell you that i would consider a drone a minimal four uh propeller unit now, whether it, okay, so the four propeller, okay, I think so. But see, you can get a six propeller, you can get eight propeller, <laughs> you know, yeah, yep. I mean, yep. that's sky's the limit. And that's actually, the, the more propellers you have, the better because one can die and you can still stay in the air, hmm. which is important when you have you a know, twenty thousand dollar camera on it. Well, and, and speaking of that, I mean, I know that's there are drones being used for other purposes. I want to talk about some creative drone use a little bit later, maybe some future applications that we've hear about with drones. But what most people use drones for right now are, like you were telling us, Chad, photography, videography. It's, it's getting great shots, getting uh, aerial footage. What What's the kind of the capability of these drones nowadays? I mean, I'm just curious because, again, I, I the only cl- the closest I've ever been is one of those $50 ones that mm-hmm. we, we were just mentioning. My That's not true. For. You were close to mine a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> well, I was close to yours, but not actually uh, operating. I've only actually – the only drone I've ever owned. Well, was I was chasing you, so you, you were running. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but tell me about the – like, what 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 can those things shoot now? What are the, what's kind of the, the quality capabilities on, on the on the drone's – what you get up to now? Well, I mean, they're they're well. Actually, that's a good question too. Even the the Mavics can actually shoot 4K quality, and they shoot wow. it, they can take uh, photographs in RAW format. Which, for those to the layman, RAW format is the, the preferred photography format because it just mm-hmm. gets so much information and allows you so much um, editing capabilities in the end. Um, but uh, huh. they're they're getting up. I'm actually waiting on a model to come out soon to replace mine. And uh, I, I, the specs are being kept under wraps right now, just like an iPhone. Mm-hmm. They, they won't tell you. Somebody might quote unquote leak it, but they're saying it might be six point two k, might be eight k, and I've and I've got eight k cameras, but uh, they they won't fit on the drone. But uh, wow, there's some out there. Are the drones typically shooting on uh, like storing on like smart media SD cards? Yes. Is that, uh, yeah. Okay. Actually, it's a it's a higher density uh, medium than the smart media cards. If you get to the the high end stuff, uh, mine's mm-hmm. capable of doing it. Most of the time, I use an SD card, but it, it it'll record it'll it'll shoot video in raw format. If that's what you're asking. Yeah, and and then also too on the technology side. So when we were out, uh, I was out on the shoot with you when you were doing some of the drone shots uh, just in the last couple of weeks. You're able to control it from you know like an iPad or Mm -hmm. some sort of Mm -hmm. uh, tablet device, right? Mm -hmm. As far as you can see what the camera sees, Mm -hmm. is that kind of the Mm -hmm. idea from it? But you did something I thought was fascinating. I didn't know you could do, but you were programming different routes as well. So is that kind of a is that a fairly new capability for a lot of drones or is that something only really on professional drones where you can actually create a path for that drone to fly without you having to actually manually That's another it? good question. Yes and no. It's been around since I've had my drone. Um, and okay. which means, to, which tells me it's probably been around longer than that too. Cause I got mine in 20 into 2014 going into 2015. Um, and it's a separate software. It doesn't come with the drone. It's an extra app that you buy and you do fly or you do uh, use the app on the, uh, on the iPad. And that particular mm-hmm. software, which I loved, and I cannot sing its praises enough, and unfortunately, they don't manufacture this uh, software anymore. They can't; they don't make it. 
And it's one of the few times I did not keep my password. I have a spreadsheet of over 400 passwords that I've had for decades. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. the one password I didn't save. So even though I got a new iPad to switch everything, I make a copy of the image over to this new iPad. Um, I, I can't get into that account. So I have to use this old oh, iPad, yeah. which lasts about 10 minutes before it dies. Oh, but luckily yeah. look, those automated flights usually last only just a few minutes. And what I did for you, which I absolutely, this is one of the things I love. That's why I was so excited about this, uh, about that shot. I can sit down and you create what's called waypoints. Waypoints is not a new thing. Uh, a lot of fishermen use waypoints, believe it or not, with some apps on their boats so they can go around to great fishing spots at certain times and be there at the right time, according to what their research shows. Um, and they kind of took the same concept to uh, the drones. So I can basically tell the, the drone how fast to fly from point A to point B, where to shoot the camera from point A to point B or somewhere along the timeline where it, it might move to a different point. I mean, you can set up focal points all over the place. And some of the shots that I had done for you was flying around this, this, this area that we were filming and being mm-hmm. able to focus on a couple of pin, uh, what do you call it? Points of interest and really focus on them in a way that you could not do any other way. There's no other way you could get that footage without a drone that could do this. And mm-hmm. it brought a level of cinematography up uh, to a higher level. Um, mm-hmm. a lot of drones have a similar feature already built into it, like a point of interest where you can circle around something. Like if you were standing, uh, on a, on a football field and you're on the 50 yard line in the center, I could actually just say, Hey, Alan's the point of interest, fly around him at this speed, at this height. And it would just stay focused on you. A lot of car commercials wow. use this feature often. Uh, there's a follow feature that a lot of drones have. Even the Mavics have this, this feature where it recognizes you and you can walk and it will stay at a certain pace uh, back from you and follow you as you're, as you're walking or running or riding a bike or riding a skateboard. It's a cool feature. It's not perfect. Uh, They do have uh, camera avoidance systems on all the newer drones. Mine unfortunately doesn't have it. So you have to plan very, very carefully, but the newer ones are actually really, really hyper intelligent. They can, they'll recognize a power line. Uh, I've almost had some really bad uh, accidents because I didn't see the power lines when I was programming uh, the automated flight, uh, almost on mm-hmm. a, a bridge near where Alan and I live. I didn't know, I've never paid attention to those. I didn't know they were there and I was flying at about 25 feet high over this bridge. And that's where the power lines were. I had no idea they were there. Wow. The, uh, mm-hmm. uh, collision avoidance uh, systems would have picked that up and kept that from happening. Luckily I, I was three feet off from those lines before it turned around, but could have been disaster. So with that kind of programming the pathway, I mean, once you create a path for the drone, and you know the kind of shot you want to get from that path, I mean, you can just let it go, and it just will go and automatically follow that path and get that that footage you were you were plotting out, right? That is correct. As a matter of fact, I wow. and That's this awesome. this led to a lot of really uh, good contracts for me. But I invented this thing, and I shouldn't say I invented it. That's a little a little bit high and mighty, but uh, I call it chronology lapse filming, and basically, it's where I create this automated flight over an area that's being built. Like let's say there's a construction site. They haven't even started the grading yet and I'll go before they start and I will have this already set up. I will, I will have seen the architectural layout. So I kind of got an idea uh, of the size of the building, uh, the area that I'm going to be flying in. And I, I, I make this, this automated flight. I come back in two weeks. They started the grading. I hit a button. It takes off flies again, takes the same footage Mm. over the course of six months, some cases a year, year and a half. They're long projects. Um, I've got 10, 15 flights and then I can merge them together. And, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty accurate down to That's within the, cool. yeah, within, within a GPS, couple of, uh, couple of feet 
And uh, you can see something being constructed in real time over the course of a minute that really took you a year and a half. And I think it's more effective than a time lapse, although I love time lapse, love time lapses. Uh, but this is this is more like a real time merge of footage. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's, that's great. amazing. That was the thing I did not. I mean, I mean, I knew, you know, drones, obviously, photo and video capability. Obviously, I've seen a lot of drone footage. I did not understand or know about the programming a pathway programming mm-hmm. a flight in advance was something i knew nothing about was amazed when i saw you doing that um oh please tell so me what's... more about me go ahead you were amazed <laughs> keep on <laughs> i was talking about the drone it had nothing to do with oh, you. oh sorry sorry <laughs> um, 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 wow. uh, alan let me let me let me ask you a question here yeah, so yeah so <laughs> what you what you've shown us there chad is that there seems to be kind of a lot of these advanced features um can you give me give me an idea of price range so let's say that i'm someone i really love photography and i would like to be able to you know uh, just get a kind of a low level. I want to be able to control a drone. I want to be able to have uh, camera or footage of my house or whatever it is, just to kind of play around with that. What What's the entry point of just being able to control a drone? Maybe not all the automated features, but control and have a decent camera on it. A couple uh, hundred? No, uh, probably more like five to eight hundred. Okay. Yeah, okay. and that gives so you five, a, five to eight. that gives you a GPS controlled drone. And you know, I've had a lot of people come to me and say. Uh, is that thing hard to fly? No. When it gets GPS controlled, it works the way you think it should work. You move forward, it goes forward until you take your hand off, and then it stops, and it knows where it's at. And the batteries are smart. So if it gets down to a certain level, usually 20%, you can change that, but usually the default is 20%, it will say, you know what, here's where, my, here's where I started at, and I don't have a whole lot of power left, so we need to go ahead and land. It will fly back to me and then try to land. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's a feature for people who, cause you know, a lot of our listeners are the, you know, the uh, looking at home technology, they may be trying to to do this for their child. Who's someone who really gets interested in photography early, or maybe they want to do it for themselves. Mm-hmm. So kind of some features that, you know, certainly that's expensive, but not crazy expensive for them to get a nice camera. You think something like return to home, is a good feature. That's in most. Uh, to sophist- look in. Yeah, most sophisticated drones in the five hundred plus range have that feature. Are going to have that? Okay. Yeah, because you have to tie into the satellites before you even take off, so it mm. it knows where your home base is as soon as you take off. Um, there's a running joke in the uh, Alan. I think you're going to have to hear this twice. I think I told you and Chris this, um, and to the listeners who are out there, Chris is uh, Alan's right hand person at at yes. Jackson Creative. He's actually been a uh, previous guest on the show. Has he really? Yeah. Yes, he has. Yeah. Uh, he's a good he dude. before you, by the way. So <laughs> yeah, I figured that. <laughs> I saw I was way down on the list. <laughs> so there's a running joke in the, in the, the, uh, in the drone industry where on Christmas Day that 25,000 uh, drones are given as a gift. And on December 26th, there are 24,999 lost flyaways. <laughs> but, that's, but that was actually an old joke because nowadays most drones have this feature. Yeah, they come uh, back. Yeah. Mm. The other thing too to think about is uh wind. Like this this month has been or this last three or four months has been the windiest year I have ever yeah. seen. Even today was windy. Well, it's, tell me about it. I know our our shoot we had a couple weeks ago was uh was it just cr- happened to be on the windiest day that Hippies had in <laughs> I know it. And we it we great. so desperately needed the drone to sit still and stay in place and yes. it was oh, being boy. blown over. And and the guests were so understanding and accommodating. So it it was okay, but it was it 
it was definitely a, a challenge and it made me nervous. I just didn't tell Alan because I almost cut his head off. He just didn't know. <laughs> that drone did get a little close to me at one point. Yeah. I, got a little I, I was laughing, but at the same time, I just didn't want pain. <laughs> um, but quick, quick and easy. Yeah. And, and we've talked about, you know, the photography and the videography stuff, which is what I'm into, but drones have a lot of other features and I'm actually, I'm going to do one tomorrow. I'm doing a, a roof inspection of a church tomorrow and oh. I'm going and I'm, I'm taking like 30 or 40 shots and uh, the, uh, try to stitch them together in the program so they can see the whole thing. It's like, it's like looking at Google maps, but uh, much more, um, mm-hmm much more higher definition because they need to be able Mm -hmm. to see each tile that's on the top of this roof. That's one thing. Another one that I almost got into and and I didn't because I really didn't have a lead on uh, a gig for it. And, and to get in starts at 25 to $40,000. And I just couldn't see making that investment without at least thinking I could go somewhere uh, with that technology, but it's called LIDAR. Mm -hmm. And and LIDAR, you know, for the the readers who are listeners who don't uh, know what that is, it's like, even on the entry level, like eight to 16 lasers that shoot out in all directions at one time. And the drone flies a very controlled path through maybe like a downtown or around a building. And it, it gets the, uh, the idea of how big this is to create it in such a, like a 3d model. And then architects, hmm. architectural people or firms and uh, engineers and designers can use this information to, to to design around what was currently there. It's a really, yeah. really neat interesting thing. Wow. And, you know, I do have some background in 3D and I really wanted to get into it, but I just didn't, I, I couldn't find a way to get, I couldn't find the angle. I'm sure they're out there, but I know people that have sank millions of dollars into, into that technology for their drone fleet. And mm. uh, that's, that's a little bit above my entry level. Yeah. That's interesting. <laughs> well, yes. I mean, like, even like right now, like, you know, um, augmented reality we've talked about Mm -hmm. on a previous episode just on an iphone or on a mobile device and just be able to kind of understand your surroundings i hadn't even thought about that applying it to a drone where if you didn't send a drone up on a you know big 10-story building and have it circle around and basically mapping the whole building yeah that's amazing Mm -hmm. that would be create a huge architectural rendering of a building by just flying a drone around it and getting all that same information. Yeah, creating so. a surface map. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in LIDAR, you know, LIDAR is, is going to become, well, it's the, it's the hot thing right now with, with augmented reality, uh, with kind of mapping, mapping a, a, an area so that you could explore it. Uh, I heard someone the other day talk about kind of where, you know, an example of how this may happen. And this is where a drone is going to come in as well Is you know, imagine you go to a concert and in that concert arena, right, this whole thing has been mapped out perfectly, you know, using LIDAR, using, uh, you know, incredibly detailed photography to completely, um, you know, digitize this entire place that you could go to your seat and you could order a drink on your phone and you could then move around the concert, go to a different seat and they would know exactly where you are, right, in terms of where, you know, what's the, what's the, uh, the, uh, the, the location that you are, but what all is the, uh, the sound that's coming at you at that particular location, you can map out, make sure that, you know, this immersive sound is there. There's just so many cool things when you can digitize a space, right? Which is one of the things I love about the idea of drone, uh, photography and videography is just having a different perspective of large space, 
to be able to then map that space out and kind of understand more about what's happening in that space. And I think uh, we've only scratched the surface of it. I know Chad is diving into it, but I think that from the consumer, we're only just now seeing all the cool things that can happen when you can map a space out like that. That is true. Especially the big space. What's ironic that you mentioned that, especially about uh, you could order something at a concert and have it delivered to you. I've been working with the company. I don't know if I can say their name right now. I, uh, I am on a, under a, uh, what is that called? NDS? NDA. NDA. NDS. Listen to me. Yes. NDA. Um, (laughs) but I will tell you what they've done that much. I can talk to you about, uh, they have created, uh, an art, an AI, uh, software that will watch video and you can quiz it after it watches the video and it tells you whatever you want to know. And I'll give you an example. This is what the, uh, and this has been this is this is five years after the development. I just can't say who it is yet. So it, this is I'm not breaking any rules here. So the vice president had a meeting with some people, and she had to drive from her house to the location of this meeting. It was a 20 minute drive. So she sets up a GoPro on the dash of her uh, car, and she films her drive from her house to this meeting location, and she gets out. And she grabs the footage off the GoPro and she puts it into a video format so everybody can watch it. And she gives everybody in the in this meeting a piece of paper and a pencil. And she goes, okay, this is my trip here. I want you to count the number of traffic lights on the way here. And so they watched the 20-minute video. The funny thing, she told me nobody got it right. It was like 23. And the reason why is because people were, were losing interest. They would look around, look down, see their phone, whatever, and they might miss a, a count. And uh, so she got to the end of it and she goes, okay, so what's your answer? What are your answers? And everybody said, uh, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, well, here's the answer. And she quizzed the, the software and it said there was 20, 23, I think. And she goes, okay, out of those 23, how many had a convenience store on the corner? <laughs> and they all looked at each other and she said, you, you're going to have to watch it again, right? And they were like, oh, no. And she goes, well, you don't have to do that. So she put in how many convenience stores? And it said um, three. Oh, and of those convenience stores – how many had a blue car in the, uh, in the parking lot and one, yeah. I mean, so she could drill down. So imagine taking in that, that drone footage as you were talking about, and these drones are flying around and they're using the software to face recognize people and GPS coordinate who just placed that order. And like you said, you walk around, maybe you had to go to the bathroom and yeah. you, you go to the bathroom and you're waiting in line. All of a sudden you get a little notification on your phone. Hey, your drink is ready. It's right above you. And you look up in the sky and it's it's there in a safe area and it lowers your drink down to you or something like that. Yep. I definitely, yep. definitely, definitely see that coming sooner than later. Yeah. 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 Well, well, I was going to mention, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of applications for drones that, I mean, we haven't even talked about deliveries and, and other yep. ways that drones can be done outside of video and, and photo use. Uh, you know, of course, Amazon's been playing around with drones for quite a while, having their prime air service to deliver by drone. They've experimented in different places. Domino's pizza, supposedly in New Zealand actually is delivering pizzas mm-hmm. through drones. are pretty active. Yeah, we got three. When we were there last week, we got three pizzas from them. When you were in New Zealand. Oh, yes. Last week, yeah. 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 I was yeah. filming a this, new Lord just, of the Rings. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh good. <laughs> yeah. Were you there or just your drone? No, I was there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> One drone to rule them all. There you go. Yeah. I'm drawn to find Perfect. them. Um, I heard UPS as of last year or so was experimenting with where they would still have the brown truck to, to go to a location. But if they're like in a neighborhood, 
then basically they can have an army of drones that fly go out. out of the yep. truck. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Packages yeah. to yeah. those places and then come back to the truck and they go on the next. Yeah. Place. Oh, my question. What, what do you call that group of drones? Do you call them a gaggle like geese? A flock of drones. A murder, a murder of drones. Yeah. Right. They're flock of, flock of drones. And they all have, they all have hair up top that kind of goes That's to the right. side. <laughs> Well, bringing it all together. Yeah. I'll tell you one thing that we're not talking about that is kind of would be the next step in drones. And it's where people can uh, fly them themselves and be in the drone as a, as a car. Oh, they actually turns from a drone to a, it supports a human being. That is correct. Mm. I think that's another really interesting area. Of course, it's not practical for what I do, but you know, that's, that's, that's real. They had it at the uh, CES in Las Vegas this year or last year. Last year. Yeah. I mean, really, because you're just talking about if you imagine a drone that just got larger and supported uh, a much heavier weight. Yeah. I mean, it could totally do it. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. So, Some so of the Chad, drones I've seen. So, Chad, pretty, would you pretty, still call that a drone, though? So, to me, drone is still, I think of drone as the unmanned, unmanned aircraft. Well, I think it would go from UAV to uh, AV. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And why would you consider it still a drone? I think that's where I'm still coming back to trying to figure out what is a drone. Why would you say that's a drone? Is it because it's the the hover capability? Is it because it's the uh, controllability of it? It's because what makes it a drone instead of, at that point, an airplane or a helicopter? Well, different way of flying, first of all. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the physical okay. reasons. Controllability, um, yeah. It just starts to blur the line quite a bit. It does, but my, yeah, my concern. Well, I love the idea. I mean, I haven't even thought about that, but you're right. I, mean, I just imagine these drones getting bigger, supporting much heavier weight. And then all of a sudden, yeah, there's, as long as you got a little seat in the middle, it's a perfect personal aviation device. You know? My, my only scare about that is, you know, just being around helicopters and, and knowing that, you know, you have to duck as much as you can when you fly to the car co- or when you walk to the cockpit, when the, you know, the helicopter's getting ready to leave or take off. So how are you going to protect people who are sitting in this little cockpit? Because if yeah. one of those blades go off to be able to carry a human, those got to, those are big blades. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, I can tell you there was a guy, Enrique, Enriqueo, what's his name? Iglesias. What's his name? Is yeah, Enrique. Okay. What? There's the daddy and then there's the son. What's the son's name? Enrique well, is the son. The son. Julio, Julio, is, the Julio is the dad. Yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. Okay. So Enrique, Enrique, what'd you say again? Enrique, Enrique, Enrique. Enrique. He had a concert, and if, uh, the drone that I fly is a DJI. Uh, that's the brand. That's they're the they're the biggest in the world right now, and because they make good products, I hate to give China uh, props, but you know, my gosh, it's a great product, man. They 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 did a great job, and. Uh, the the drone inverts when it takes off. It gets about four or five feet up in the air, and the body kind of goes down, and and the propellers go up in the air. It makes it really really stable in high winds. It looks like a, a almost like a Klingon if you're into Star Trek, a Klingon bird of prey. <laughs> and the thing is though is that a lot of people, especially like these these drones we were talking about in the beginning, they're the size of a cell phone. A lot of people will tout that they can land them in their hand or take off in their hand. I really don't recommend that because those, those blades are really, really powerful. Mm-hmm. And on the, the Mavics, they're only like four inches across. The one that I have, the Inspire, is 11 inches. And mm-hmm. uh, this uh, Iglesias yeah, guy was in a, in a concert, and they had a drone flying around him, and they got, brought it close to him. And he tried to pick it up like a, uh, like a camera, like he was trying to hold it as a selfie, and it sliced his hand open. 
Mm, and if that's just to happen from that, that's not even 11 inches is not that big of a blade. Can yeah. you imagine what would happen if there was a problem with something that a person was in? I mean, that, yeah, that's true. And you can't, you can't obscure the top or the bottom. So you can't put a covering over it really, or it will affect the airflow. Even, even, yeah. even mesh will. So that's, I suppose, a whole nother. So my idea of personal, us flying around in our little personal drones, maybe still a little ways off, may, may still be some challenges, yeah. technology hurdles to get through to get yeah. to that. So, But I do think for, for home use, or at least home experience, I think the exciting part to me is deliveries. Uh, one, because I think, you know, if there's a way to save the amount of gas that's being used by Amazon trucks right now to mm-hmm. be able to deliver, I think that's fantastic, especially since a lot of these could be electric. Um, they can make that a little bit simpler. Um, you know, obviously the the scare is that, you know, if you took even Amazon's trucks and said, let's duplicate that by 10, by having 10 drones, you know, to, to do the packages in that truck, you're talking about a, a lot of drones, right? And as yeah. Chad was mentioning earlier, that's a logistical nightmare. And especially, you know, the airspace and trying to who owns the airspace and who controls the airspace and uh, that that's why it hasn't taken off. Right. There's still a lot of, a lot of questions there, but, but I think the, the exciting part is that we're getting away from needing to uh, wear down our roads, right. Our infrastructure, Mm -hmm. we're potentially looking to take over the airways and make uh, travel a little bit more, uh, uh, you know, uh, less, uh, more carbon neutral and less uh, of an effect on the environment. Now, Chad, I did want to ask really quickly, and this is this is something you know that I've had uh, personal experience with from the other side. I just wanted to ask you about for someone who has, let's say, they're not doing anything commercial, they buy a drone for themselves, they just like taking pictures, cool perspective pictures, just for themselves. There's no commercialization here whatsoever. What are the ethics about using a drone? And I'm and I'm thinking specifically. Uh, my wife and I love to hike. We love to go to different national parks, different state parks, different uh, you know cool um, uh, viewpoints out here. And sometimes we get extremely annoyed when someone shows up with a drone. Yeah, maybe they're not the high level drone, and they're the ones that do make too much noise, and yeah, they, they pretty it much feels as though they're kind of taking taking over the space. And ethically, it feels like this is just a bad move, right? It's a bad play. So can you, can you talk a little bit just really quickly about the, the consumer using this and maybe some advice you'd give to the consumer, even if they're not going a commercial direction? Well, it's funny that you said, or you asked that question because I have a long-term client of almost 20 years and she's talked about hiking. She loves to hike and she's gone out to a place near us here when she, her and her husband lived here and had um, was in this uh, the state park, and also the drone flies overhead, and she felt it was really intrusive. Mm-hmm. Um, the law says whether you're a hobbyist or not, you're not supposed to fly in a state park. But you, there's nothing to permit you from standing on the other side of the state park line and taking and off from there. Up. Yeah, because yeah. the airspace is controlled by the FAA, uh, n- not by okay. the state park. Once you're in the air, you're FAA. Um, and that's tough for a lot of people. That's uh, they, they don't like they don't like hearing that that they don't have control over the airspace. But it's been that way for a long time, and it's not going to change because somebody has a temper tantrum over yep. you know the airspace. Um, you know, in some ways, I, I feel like saying you know it's just one of the inconveniences we're going to have to get used to. 
But yeah. we also need to educate people to know, hey, yeah, you can do that. You can stand over there and fly over into here. Uh, but you might be uh, you might be intrusive to people who are out to uh, enjoy nature. Yeah. But I yeah. will tell you, I had I, I flew a couple of years ago. We have a mall here that's not much left of it. And I decided to get some footage of it just to have. I'm really big into to taking pictures of stuff that's here now. So, you know, 20 years from now, we can look back and say, oh, I remember that place and getting a really good piece of footage. So I decided to catalog this mall. And I took off in the parking lot and security guard came over and told me I had to leave. Hmm. And I, and he was nice, but I said, you realize that I'm going to just go across the street and I'm going to fly there. I'm going to get my footage regardless. <laughs> and, and he was nice. It, it was not a confrontational. Con- he was actually really, really sweet about it. He said, I know, but I, I have to tell you because my boss has said I had to tell you. And I said, well, I respect that. And I said, but I really want this footage and it's for a good cause. It's not for something that I'm trying to do anything malicious. Um, and that's exactly what I did. But then again, I wasn't intruding on anybody's nature hike. Yeah. 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 So, and it I also seems some interesting questions. Yeah. Uh, from all that. Yeah. And may, maybe just from a person who hasn't flown a drone before, but has been maybe annoyed by some uh, approach to that. I just think sometimes uh, I would suggest people just like anyone. So I, I do a lot of photography and if I'm going to go take a picture, the first thing I'm going to go do is, kind of scope out the place and make mm-hmm. sure that I'm not going to take a picture that includes someone who didn't want to be photographed, right? I'm going to go and make sure that, hey, listen, if I take this picture here and I'm setting up and staying here for 15 minutes, this isn't in a path that's going to cause someone else to have to not be able to enjoy you know, this, right? I kind of go mm-hmm. and, and look at that. I would just maybe suggest you know, people, if you're going to use this on your own, if you're going to be kind of an entry-level person, you know, if you're going to go, if you're going to go do that experience, go and walk to where you think the drone is going to be above and make sure that that's a place that, you know, that not a lot of people are standing as a viewpoint. And I think you can do that sort of thing and, and kind of scope it out in advance. Right. You, you can. I mean, um, I actually just won an award for a, a photo that took me two months to scope out the location. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was very, uh, very, very uh, aware of where I was and what I was shooting in that particular picture. There were some elements that were needed. I was requested to film, to shoot this. I really didn't know how, I didn't know how to find it exactly. And unfortunately there's, well, no, fortunately I did find the three locations that were able to give me this, this photo, but it took a long time, but I was very conscious of framing what was in my, what my content was going to be. Um, but there's also comes a time when I just want to take a picture and yeah, I, I, uh, I have been confronted a couple of times, sometimes where I've, the police had to be called. Uh, for people saying, you know, don't be flying over my house. I try not to, uh, mm-hmm. as best I can. And when I go into a residential neighborhood, I always approach the folks that are there. Uh, there's a running joke. I, I drive this really creepy white van that I'm, I'm really well known for. <laughs> the, but, uh, Buffalo Bill van, the Buffalo Bill van. Well, I have, yeah. I have windows in mine because mine's a passenger van, but oh, right. you know, I've had it for 20 years. It's dilapidated and it's, it's just, it's actually just a, it's a, it's a hoot to drive. But also at any given time, I can have a lot of equipment in there and I'd rather you be scared of it than curious. Um, but the disadvantage is, is when I go into a residential neighborhood, I have to literally look around and yeah. go and go introduce myself um, as, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm normal. I'm, I'm here. You can watch me do what I'm doing, but I got to fly in this area. And for the most part, people are OK with it. They've been very accommodating. Every once in a while, I'll get somebody who is. Um, Sense of entitlement. You can't be photographing my house. Well, I wasn't mm-hmm. asking for permission. I'm flying in your area. I'm just letting you know I'm flying. Um, mm-hmm. 
well, I don't want pictures of my house taken. Well, that's nice for you, but I got to take pictures in this area. But uh, I mean, that's happened once or twice. And yeah. then other people said, I don't want you flying over my house. I'll shoot you and your drone. That's happened. That's a lot of fun, too. If you uh, don't have if you have never had a panic attack, I really suggest that. <laughs> it's so much fun. <laughs> I mean, because honestly, the airspace, I mean, you know, people's homes don't extend out to the airspace. Right. I that's mean, correct. That's right. So yes. airspace is still a common domain right now. So you can't claim that just because it's over somebody's house that that is a that's air you own. Right. Uh, as a homeowner. So, yeah. And how, how high up is airspace? That, that's a good question. Uh, yeah. I have heard some, and I, I'm embarrassed to tell you, I really haven't checked into it, but I don't fly a lot of residential areas for the most part. Um, and most of the time when I have flown in residential, it's been over 200 foot. But I've heard mm-hmm. you, you're not supposed to fly over like 60 feet to 100 feet over people's houses. And, you know, if, if that is true, I understand it because, you know, if you've got these weirdos that want to take pictures of people, uh, violate yep. their privacy – yeah. Um, so I, I, I get their protection and I want their protection too. But sometimes I think if you just communicate with people and let them be with you, let them see what you're doing, I, you know, yeah. they should yeah. be more, be more worried about, and I'm not into conspiracy theories like this, but they should be more worried about the, the, uh, the black helicopters that fly through our area that on my app for it's called <laughs> radar 24. You can tap on it. You can see who they are and where they're going, but they don't have any, they don't have any numbers. And they have they have to have a transponder on this FAA law, so I would be more worried about those and who they are. And who knows? Maybe they're just maybe they're just a, a news crew who didn't turn a transponder on. That it could be that simple. Yeah. I doubt it, but I don't know what it is. I don't know. But All right. it's uh, I would be more Chad worried about fostering conspiracy theories here. I'm not sure. Tra- no, I'm trying to be real cautious about that. <laughs> I'm just saying that I personally have seen uh, helicopters in, in our area that, that did not have a transponder on. And that they had no, uh, they had no uh, FAA registration on the side because I have a telephoto lens that's you're a camera that's uh, twelve hundred uh, mill- millimeters, hmm. so I can yeah. see it if if they're low enough, and they are low enough. So I don't yeah. know what they're doing, but I'd be more worried about them than a drone that has a camera on it. And I'm not even saying they're up to no good. I'm just saying I don't understand what the concern is. I'm just flying a drone taking pictures. Well, Alan, it seems like to me, like what I've learned here from a being completely novice on this or not even novice, like unknowing sounds one, if you're going to make any money off of this, there's a commercial license that needs to be approached, right? And you need to be very aware about that. It sounds like there also is some education that's going to be needed, even if you're not doing it commercially, understanding you know, the, the limits at which you're supposed to fly, which sound like uh, there are rules about that. Um, There are ethics about that. Um, and then it, I think Chad's makes a great point here that, you know, if you're new to it, if I, if I went out and bought a drone today and I really just wanted to take cool pictures of my house from a different perspective, I need to be aware. I need to understand. Well, I also need to understand how other people are p- perceiving that and communicate mm-hmm. with them, make sure that they know. I mean, it's kind of like, again, if I go and take pictures and I'm, and I'm, uh, driving out in the country and I see a really beautiful barn and I want to go take a picture of that barn and get on someone's property to take that picture. It's best that I go tell that person <laughs> and ask their permission and say, Hey, listen, after I take this picture, I'll give you a copy of it if that's okay with you. So I think that, you know, a lot of these things treat it, treat it with some education, you know, understand what the rules are yeah. and, uh, and realize that not only that, that, you know, the blades can be dangerous. So, yeah. And educate yourself on this. And the communication is key. Uh, when I, even though it's probably not the best idea when you're flying to start entertaining kids, but a lot of times I'll be flying in an area where there'll be parents with children 
and I'll let them come over to me and I'll, I'll turn the drone on. I won't take off with them there, but I'll turn it on. I'll let them see what the camera sees. They can see what I look at and educate them. That's those kind of things go a long way with trust for yeah. a community. And, yeah, uh, it's good. you know, even though I was, I was joking about the conspiracy theory stuff, but my point was, is that there's really no danger from these drones that are flying unless you get to the heavier drones that can carry weapons. Um, yeah. I've had some energy. I've had some issues with our energy company here because I flew near a dam, even though I was 500 foot away from this dam, which is the legal, uh, legal requirement. But they, they told me they didn't want me flying over there anymore. Because they're concerned there's weapons on board or you could easily do something, something damaging sure. with a, with yeah. a, 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 a unmanned drone like that. So that is true. Yeah. Chad, this has been really, really interesting. Uh, thank Eye you opening. for kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah, thank you for sharing some insights hey, you're and welcome. Uh, cluing us into the world of drones. It's uh, fascinating. Well, I had to because you're pretty clueless. <laughs> it didn't take much. Yeah, anything was cluing um, us in. Yes, I, uh, I do think it's something we're going to see more and more of them in the in the air, and I think it's. I do uh, too. Uh, I, I, the, I'm I'm also happy to hear that people are having to, you know, get the credentials and get the training and get the knowledge to make sure that they can pilot them the way that they should. Be. Absolutely. But just like cars on a road, you're going to have bad drivers. You're going to have people who misuse the system. Yep. So we just need to be mindful of that too, as uh, as the uh, as the skies get more and more populated over time. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, well, Chad, if somebody wanted to see some of your work, see you in general, uh, see what you're what you're what you're into projects wise, and and some of your work, it's uh, chadalston.com. It is chadalston.com, right? and I have videos up that have ton of uh, drone stuff in there. And by the time this gets up, I will have my photography section up and running too. Nice. Yeah. Chad, C-H-A-D-A-U-S-T-I-N.com. Chad. That is correct. Is where you can find all of his work and see a lot of the things he's doing these days. And um, yeah, and we're going to get back together again soon for another episode of Brothers in Tech as we uh, try to release these every week. Each week we get together to talk family and home and personal technology and kind of uh, educate on some new technologies as well as talk about things happening in the tech world that affects us at a personal level. Uh, Brian, if somebody wanted to kind of uh, follow up with some questions or maybe things even we want to forward to chat about drones in general, yeah. how would they get a hold of us? Yeah. Send us an email at info at the mesh TV. Uh, you can let us know about future topics you'd like us to cover. Tell us, uh, the creepy ways that you might be using drones and, um, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and if you have any questions about, uh, about drone use and drone ethics, I'm sure we can pass those along to Chad. And, uh, uh so info at the mesh.tv. I'd love to hear from you. All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for today. Chad, thank you so much for joining us. Appreciate uh, you being here. Thanks, Thanks for the knowledge thank sharing you. and, uh, we've enjoyed it. Uh, enjoy the rest of your wine. Brian, enjoy the rest of your beer. Absolutely. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I may uh, go and take this opportunity to go pick something myself. So yeah. <laughs> with that, we're going to go ahead and wrap up Brothers in Tech. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.